0: A whirlwind Hollywood romance with a tragic end. Tabloids at that time couldn't get enough of the young couple, but was the pressure too much for them? With endless access to drugs and booze, this tragic Hollywood ending in a wistful foreign city sounds like a movie in itself. But what's to blame for the mysterious death of Olive Thomas? Was it just another Hollywood overdose, or an attempted suicide to escape the talons of fame? Or a cheating husband? Or... Is there more to the story than meets the eye? I'm your host, Ansley, and welcome to Hollywoodland Unsolved. I hope you all had a great holiday season. I know mine was a bit hectic, but now that we're back, let's dive into the second half of season one of Hollywood Land Unsolved. We all know that Hollywood families have a tendency to be interconnected the Kardashians and the OJ Simpson case. And in last episode, we dove into the murder of William Desmond Taylor, the uber-famous director and the man known for being Hollywood's first murder. Now this case involves Jack Pickford, the younger brother of megastar actress Mary Pickford, who is known for collaborating with William Desmond Taylor on a number of high-profile projects, including originating the role of Tom Sawyer in William Desmond Taylor's film. Oh, and he's the main suspect in this puzzling tale. Pickford's young wife, Olive Thomas, died a mysterious death in Paris while on a second honeymoon with Jack, and to this day, no one really knows what happened to her. This epic love adventure would end in tragedy for the couple. Olive Thomas would never make it back to Los Angeles from their trip to Paris, and Jack Pickford's life would never be the same. So, let's dive into the mysterious death of Olive Thomas. On the night of September 5, 1920, Olive and Jack went out for a night on the town in Paris. They went to a number of Parisian hotspots and nightclubs and ended the night in the wee hours of the morning at their hotel, where Olive ingested mercury-bichloride tablets with alcohol. The concoction burned through her esophagus, and after four agonizing days, the young scarlet passed away in an American hospital in Paris. So what happened? Was it an accidental death? A suicide? A murder? Well, let's take a look at the young celebrity couple. There might be more here than we see. Let's start with Jack. He was the younger brother of the wildly famous Mary Pickford, the Jennifer Lawrence of her time, and part of the Pickford family that was considered Hollywood royalty. Jack Pickford was born on August 18, 1895, in Toronto, Canada. When he was 13, his older sister, Mary Pickford, who was known as America's Sweetheart, helped him transition from the stage to the screen. He was most known for originating the role of Tom Sawyer, on which he worked with William Desmond Taylor, and according to his IMDb page, he racked up a total of 134 acting credits, spanning from 1909 to 1930. That's quite a killer career if you ask me. Jack was well-loved throughout Hollywood, and he had fans both inside the industry and out. Quote, Actor-director team of Jack Pickford and William Desmond Taylor were considered one of Paramount's best as they collaborated on seven films, end quote, a source stated when speaking of the duo. Think if a Kennedy was also an actor and had an entertainment-based family. Jack Pickford was a well-known Hollywood party boy with killer looks and charm for days, but he always felt the weight of his older sister's celebrity. He is quoted having said that he thought that people were only nice to him because they were sucking up to marry. A close friend of Jack, Luella Parsons, was quoted saying, "...being the brother of one of the world's most famous women gave Jack an inferiority complex." End quote. All of this fame did have its perks, though. Jack had everything he wanted right at his fingertips. He loved the ladies and had a reputation for being Mr. Syphilis. The STD was incredibly common at that time and was treated by using mercury bichloride as a topical treatment. Let's dive into who Olive was. Olive Thomas was born Olivia Elaine Duffy to modest parents in Pennsylvania on October 20th, 1894. Her father, a steelworker, worker, died of a work-related accident when she was just 12 years old, and she left home shortly after to start a life of her own. According to reports, quote, At age 15, she left school to sell gingham in Joseph Horn's department store, earning $2.75 a week. At age 16, she married mill worker Burn Crew Thomas and lived with his family in McKee Rocks, end quote. But according to reports, she was miserable, and after just two years, the couple split. Olivia made her way to New York after the split and was quickly cast in the wildly popular Ziegfeld Follies. She changed her name to Olive Thomas and never looked back. Quote, In 1915, Miss Thomas joined the showgirls in Flo Ziegfeld's Follies with its stunning art deco sets at the New Amsterdam Theater, where she captivated New York theater critics, audiences, and Florence Ziegfeld Jr., with whom she had an affair. Though he was married to actress Billy Burke of Glenda the Good Witch fame, Mr. Ziegfeld kept a picture of Miss Thomas on his office wall for years, end quote. That same account continues with, quote, Miss Thomas, who earned a salary of about $4,000 a week in today's dollars, also starred in Ziegfeld's risqué Midnight Frolic, a review with scantily clad showgirls who wore balloons in strategic spots, while cigar-smoking men enjoyed popping them. Security guards and stagehands report that her ghost haunts the theater. Actors still say hello and goodbye to a picture of her there, end quote. Definitely on my bucket list to go. So what were the Ziegfeld Follies? They were, quote, a series of elaborate theatrical review productions on Broadway in New York from 1907 through 1931, with revivals in 1934 and 1936. They became a radio program in 1932 and 1936 as Ziegfeld Follies for the air, end quote. Olive Thomas eloped with Jack Pickford on October 25th, 1916, in New Jersey. The couple kept the nuptials private and only had one guest in attendance, and the duo continued to keep their romances secret for almost a year because Thomas didn't want her marriage to affect her career. She wanted to make it on her own. When the Pickfords found out, they were less than thrilled. Jack's mother and super-famous sister Mary thought that Olive was nothing more than a poor chorus girl using Jack for his fame, money, and connections. Even though she built her career herself, her continued success didn't mean much to the already-established royalty that was the Pickford family. At that time, most actresses were tied to studio contracts. And starting off her career, Olive was interested in much more than that. With plans to direct and maybe build an empire of her own, Olive didn't want to be tied down. She held that true in all aspects of her work. Quote, Olive didn't really give a damn about being tied to a studio or establishing any kind of relationship like that. That didn't change until Myron Zelznick came along and created Zelznick Pictures around Olive. Usually stars created their own studio. Sarah Baker, a North Carolina writer who wrote and co-produced a documentary called Olive Thomas, Everyone's Sweetheart, said. And despite her disapproval from the Pickford family, the two were wildly in love. Screenwriter Frances Marion said, quote, "'I had seen her often at the Pickford home as she was engaged to Mary's brother Jack. Two innocent-looking children, they were the gayest, wildest brats who ever stirred the stardust on Broadway.' Both were talented, but they were much more interested in playing the roulette of life than concentrating on their careers. end quote. Olive Thomas was a free spirit of sorts who pushed the envelope whenever she felt it necessary. She was extremely comfortable with her body, never objected to posing nude and did so frequently. She was not as outrageous as Louise Brooks, but she did kind of pave the way for Louise Brooks and Clara Bow, Baker said. As the Los Angeles Times noted in 1917, Miss Thomas had a reputation for seeking action, and plenty of it. Jack and Olive were the it-couple of Hollywood, and the duo were stars in the Hollywood scene, both on camera and off, and their passion was their default setting—passionate love and passionate fights. The pair had a quite tumultuous relationship. Riding the roller coaster of their romance daily caused a stir in both their private and public lives. It was a game to them. Each fight led to a passionate makeup and lavish gifts. The pair added down to a science. Both being young stars, Jack was a mere 24 years old and Olive, only 25, spent a great deal of their time apart. They both had contracts with large studios when they married, and they were on opposite coasts. Not quite an ideal situation for a young marriage. And with all of the perks of young stardom, including speculation, lust, passion, and infidelity, wild rumors surrounded the duo. One account states, quote, The couple had a highly temptuous relationship of passionate fights followed by passionate reconciliations, and then more passionate fights and more passionate reconciliations, and so on and so forth, with many expensive gifts exchanged between the two as part of the game. It's interesting to note how many newspapers and magazine accounts of the day like to paint the pair in almost childlike terms, treating them like a couple of school kids playing house. Their actions were not always what one would call mature, but maybe that's because they weren't mature. They were still practically kids, with Jack just turning 24 on the boat over to Paris and Olive a whopping 25, end quote. As it turned out, marrying into the Pickford family was a good career move for Olive. It's stated that her star shined a little brighter in Hollywood during their lives together. But ultimately, her mysterious demise would be what would launch her into immortality that she might not have otherwise had. But let's get back to their marriage, which was unconventional, to say the least. With Jack shooting most of his films on location, and Olive traveling for her own career, the duo had some difficulty keeping up the romance while apart. The young starlets had all of the luxuries of fame at their fingertips, and at least one of them gave into it all. During one of these breaks apart, Jack contracted syphilis, and allegedly hid it from Olive. With their relationship on the rocks, Olive and Jack decided to take a second honeymoon to Paris to try to get things back on track. While on the multiple-day ship ride across the sea, Olive threw Jack a birthday party aboard the ship and celebrated with many of their famous Hollywood friends who were taking the trip with them. Upon arriving to Paris, the two gallivanted around the city and had a wild night of drinking. They were said to have gone to some of Paris' most notorious hotspots and favorite local spots. Upon arriving home that evening, Olive ingested a cocktail of alcohol and mercury bichloride tablets. Within minutes, Jack heard Olive screaming on the bathroom floor. He called for an ambulance, and by the time the authorities arrived, Olive was blind, and the concoction had burned holes in her esophagus, and she could barely breathe and wasn't able to talk. After four agonizing days in the hospital, Olive passed away from acute nephrosis, with Jack by her side. Authorities ruled it an accidental death, but is there more to the story? Why would a young starlet with a blossoming career and a dashing new husband kill herself? Was she really that careless? It all seems really strange if you ask me. While this might not be a direct murder, well, it very well could be, This case is definitely an interesting one because no one but Olive herself could account for what caused her untimely demise as she was the one who ingested the cocktail. Was it suicide because she found out her husband was cheating? Was she poisoned because Jack wanted to get rid of her? Or was it really just an accident? Let's look at some of the theories as to what could have caused Olive's death. The first is that it really was an accident. So this case is tricky because... Thomas died from ingesting mercury bichloride, which at the time was known for treating syphilis. Funny enough, as we mentioned earlier, her husband was so graciously known throughout the Hollywood circuits as Mr. Syphilis. So it's really no surprise that they would have had a bottle of it in their bathroom. The issue with this product is that at that time it had so many uses, but it was also poison. Mercury bichloride was used for treating topical diseases, cleaning, and for cosmetic reasons, but it was ultimately deemed unsafe and outlawed in the United States. However, this product was known for its disinfecting properties. Consider it old-time Clorox, and it was known to clean bathrooms and kitchens in America's homes at that time. Thank goodness we've moved on from that. The substance was banned in the U.S. not long after Thomas and hundreds of others deaths occurred due to the use of the substance. Another use for the substance was to clear and lighten the skin. That sounds incredibly safe, right? (laughs) But this might have been a common product for a young and probably appearance-driven young starlet. This is not a product you would want to have lying around in your house, but was very common at that time. And to make matters worse, aspirin came in a similar-looking bottle to that of mercury bichloride. And at the same time, aspirin and mercury bichloride came in both powder form and pill form. So in a dark bathroom after a night of drinking, the two could be strikingly similar. Olive could have meant to have been ingesting aspirin and accidentally taken mercury by chloride, which was a fatal mistake. Another theory is that Olive committed suicide. In her drunken state, her and Jack had yet another fight, and in her despair over her broken relationship and the news that her husband had syphilis and she might have contracted it herself, she killed herself. She might have done it out of shame or a broken heart or rage or a cocktail of them all. Another theory is that Jack poisoned his wife as a way to get out of their marriage without the shame of divorce. This theory seems a bit far-fetched to me, but then again in Hollywood, anything is possible. Maybe Jack was over being married and wanted to live out his 20s as a young Hollywood hotshot before settling down. Yeah, even I feel like I'm reaching a little bit with that justification. But it's possible, right? The weird thing about this is that Jack never really talked about Olive's death. And by the time she was taken to the hospital, her vocal cords were so burned that she could barely talk to the authorities. Jack was the only person who really knew what happened that night. And he never told a soul. So what happened? My theory is that it really was an accident. I think that Olive meant to take aspirin to prevent a hangover from her night of gallivanting around Paris. I believe that she ingested the mercury bichloride by mistake, and upon taking the first few sips of the concoction, stopped herself, which is why it took so long for her to pass away because she didn't ingest enough to kill herself on the scene. I believe the reason that Jack hardly spoke of Olive's death is because he felt responsible. He felt that if he didn't have the mercury bichloride in their bathroom that night, that Olive would have lived a full and long life. Another sad story of the couples, Jack Pickford passed away at the young age of 36 due to multiple neuroses in, yep, you guessed it, the same hospital in Paris that Olive passed away in. I think the reason that the death of Olive Thomas goes down in Hollywood history as a mysterious death is because it's the first scandal to break in Hollywood. I think that the press, being their usually slightly unethical selves, took all of the information they got and ran with it. Amanda Knox, anyone? But by the end of the day, it doesn't appear to be anything more than an accidental death. Olive herself spoke on the subject of death. Quote, I think that you die when your time comes, and not until then. I feel the same about other things, as I do about death. I don't think you can change anything that is going to happen to you any more than you can change anything that has happened to you. That's why I never worry, and that is why I don't think people should get conceited and think of themselves as better than others. Olive Thomas So what really happened to all of that night? The world may never know. There is no map or addresses included for this episode because this takes place outside of Hollywood. But trust me, next episode, you are in for a doozy. Next time on Hollywood Land, Unsolved. In the wee hours of September 5th, 1932, the body of MGM studio executive Paul Byrne was found drenched in his wife's perfume and shot in the head in front of her bedroom mirror. The police ruled it a suicide, but is there more to the story than meets the eye? As always, I've included a complete reference list for all of my research for the show, as well as links to the accounts I quoted in the episode. Please feel free to check it out for more information on the mysterious death of Olive Thomas and those involved. All elements of Hollywood Land Unsolved are produced by me, with graphics and maps by Brian Balzarini and music by my amazing father. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the first half of season one of Hollywood Land Unsolved. I've got some great things in store for you, specifically the episode on the Black Dahlia, being as we're coming up on the 70th anniversary of her murder. See you next time, guys.